0: Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T and today's questionable item that we're gonna be discussing is how do you know your steak is done? I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. All right, so today we're gonna get into how do you know your steak is done? So that's gonna entail a few different things to come up with the answer to this question basically all right so the structure of today's show is we're going to go through some social media feedback uh, a little bit of science, science and my comments and opinions on some of these things and at the end I don't have a hungry for a laugh today but I do have a PSA for some of you okay so a little bit of the social media feedback yesterday I posted the question on social media tell me How do you eat your steak and why? And and some of the answers that I got were what I expected and others were not quite what I expected. A lot of them prompted follow-up questions. So let's jump right into it. How do you eat your steak and why? The best answer that I heard, which is right up my alley, uh, came from my boy Darrell. It said, He said he eats it medium. So medium is a temperature. And we'll get more into what the temperatures of steak are. Some of you may know and some of you may not know all of them. But we'll get into that in a second. But Darrell says he eats his steak medium. I said, any sauce or toppings? He said, nope. If it's seasoned right, all you need is a fork and a knife. And and I applauded him for that answer. If you have it seasoned right, all you need is a fork and a knife. Somebody queue up the t-shirt print machine right there. Uh, so by that, he's saying the flavor of the meat itself is well worth the enjoyment without adding anything to it. That's no sauces, no toppings. I'm not saying that you can't have these things, right? But his enjoyment is the flavor of the meat itself that's well seasoned. Well, well-seasoned steak may only need salt and pepper sometimes in order for you to enjoy it So don't think you have to go above and beyond, you know, those two simple things in order to have an enjoyable Steak, uh, but let's get into some more of this feedback here of what I got from some of these comments A lot of people were in the medium medium rare medium well range There weren't any rares there were no rares and uh, there were a good amount of well done so now uh, let me stop there for a second and go back through uh, the temperatures of a steak. So the degrees in which you can get a steak aren't actually numbers. They're in worded grades. The levels of steak usually go from rare to medium rare, medium medium well, and well done. So those five temperatures are your normals when you're ordering at a restaurant or if you're cooking at home. If somebody were to say, hey, I want a medium steak, that's one of the five places that you would cook it to. A medium steak, which I will define later of what you should be looking for when you get it. Another person commented on the type of steak that they like it was my cousin Kennedy my cousin Kennedy said medium at chain restaurants and medium rare at higher end restaurants and I got what she meant out of that for those of you who don't understand what she just said there medium at chain restaurants and medium rare at higher end restaurants sometimes medium at a chain restaurant will vary in where it would go, it might be undercooked, it might be overcooked, depending on where you went to it. So I'm I'm assuming she's defining like a Longhorn, an Outback, uh, something of that sort, and a medium rare would be like a Capital Grill or a Morton's, for instance. But a lot of times, a chain restaurant will have a hard time defining what their temperature that you're trying to hit is, and also they might have a lesser quality of steak that they're using. A higher end restaurant will probably have more premium cut of meat and they will also be more profound to hit that exact temperature that you're looking for. A lot of people, and again, a lot of the comments that I got on this post, how do you eat your steak and why? were in the medium range. So normally medium was probably the most popular answer that I got out of these. And when I would do follow-up questions on some of these mediums and medium rares, and I would say, has that always been the way that you've eaten it? And most of the people would reply, no. And a lot of their reasoning behind it was also the same. It was how their family grew up Showing them to eat the steak or how their family liked to eat the steak, which was mostly well done or medium well. I didn't dive into a lot of answers, but a couple of people that I did follow up on with there on how did their family get to that point? It would be because that they just didn't like the appeal of seeing pink flesh. A lot of the reasoning Was not because of they thought it was a health issue, but the pink flesh wasn't appealing. And then the next best answer would be, well, I think it's undercooked. And we'll get into the science of that right now. Some of the science science behind how a steak is supposed to be cooked. So a solid piece of beef. So we're talking about steak as in beef, a solid piece of beef that hasn't been ground should be cooked to 145 degrees. On the last episode, we talked about chicken, which needed to be cooked to 165. Now we're talking about beef. And a solid piece of steak needs to be cooked to 145 degrees Fahrenheit, or 63 degrees Celsius, roughly, in order for all harmful bacteria to be eliminated from it. That's E. coli, that's staph, it also can contain certain types of salmonella, but The difference between the beef and the chicken is that it only has to be cooked to 145 instead of 165. Transitioning from the science of that into my commentary uh, would be. Here we go. You need to cook your steak to 145 to be sure that you've eliminated all harmful bacteria. But that doesn't mean you have to. That's the same thing with any other food. You don't have to cook it to these specific temperatures if you don't want to. That is your choice. That is absolutely your choice. And I understand a lot of the comments that I got. As I went through a lot of those comments, I got, ah, you're overcooking that. I'm not eating that. Uh, that's well done. Who, who's eating a well done steak? I'm not eating it. Uh, it. Most of the time, it's just harder. It's harder to get the right flavor out of it. If it's, you know, good quality beef and you cook it the well done, you're abusing it. It's dead already, people. Don't kill it again. Okay, that's unnecessary. Again, back to 145, that's where you need to cook it in order to get rid of all harmful bacteria that could possibly give you some kind of intestinal problems that you might need some Pepto for later and uh, a long night in the bathroom. But I, I digress from that. So the 145 is where you need to cook it to in order to get rid of those impurities, but... You could cook it lower than that if you would like a me a rare or a medium rare steak, and and that's the point I'm trying to get to with this temperature. Normally, if you cook a steak to one hundred forty five degrees in order to get rid of the bacteria, it's going to be around a medium, and that's where I tend to eat my steak at as a medium. I will go down sometimes to a medium rare, but normally at a medium is where I'll eat my steak. And at one forty five, normally that's what a uh, like a twelve to fourteen ounce one inch thick steak will be at is that medium texture and by medium again it's like a a warm pink center It's not bloody you know for those of you who are old-school and and need the devil cooked out of your meat a couple of the comments that I got from the social media were that just burn it just burn it that they will tell the server to just Burn it. Why? I mean, that's the safest way to assume that nothing is alive in that thing. But just burn it is not where I'm going uh, with my steak. Now that we've kind of gotten through the science, Science. gotten through, you know, some of the feedback uh, where that steak is going to be. If you cook it to that minimum internal temperature of 145 in order to be safe, which is around your medium. Now we'll talk about some of the misconceptions that there are about how a steak is when you order it in a restaurant. Here we go. So earlier I talked about my cousin who said she would order it medium at a chain and medium rare at a higher end restaurant. Why should there be a differentiation? Now I get that different restaurants are going to cook things different ways. Different cooks are going to define their temperatures different ways. But ultimately with communication, all of this can be solved. Rare and raw are two different things. Let me say this for you again. Rare and raw are two different things. As a person who grew up eating well done and medium well steaks. Okay, so a raw steak. A raw steak is the one you drop on something hot. That's it. That's raw. That's still raw. That's undercooked. That's still muscle fibers and everything still in there. A rare steak will have a cool red center, but not be raw. It's not the same thing. And that's hard for me to describe orally, but visually it would make more sense. And I'll post pictures of what the difference of some of these things are, but they're not the same. The same thing goes with rare and medium are not the same. Just because it's pink doesn't mean it's rare. Don't define something as the same when they're different. If you see two people that look alike, that doesn't mean they're of the same race. That doesn't mean they're the same type. That doesn't mean they speak the same language. That just means they look similar. Similar is what we're looking for here. So pink inside of a steak does not define that it's rare. It just means it's pink. And just like we talked about in the last episode with how do you know chicken is done, Looking for a color in the flesh is not going to give you the answer that you're ultimately looking for. And that's, is it safe to eat? Ultimately, that's what you're looking for when you say, is it done? Is it is it safe to eat? So if you marinate, like I talked about in the last episode, if you marinate chicken in certain things, mainly acids, vinegars or lemon juices, it will change the color of the flesh. So it might not be pink anymore, but it still won't be done. It'll still be just as raw as it was before you added the acid to it the same thing goes along with beef if you do certain marinades or you get certain types of meat or it's of you know a different age it might be a different color which means the steak might be darker than you think it is but be cooked to the same degree as a medium rare or medium you can't let the visual define what the steak actually is the book is not defined by its cover uh, on a on a steak basically so the visual may not be appealing to you or may be more appealing if it's darker But that doesn't define what that steak was cooked to as far as the internal temperature You're always looking for the safety and the science behind it Not the actual look to, in order to define if it was cooked properly like I was saying before uh, Communication can always solve any issues that you may have at a restaurant if you ask your server to define what kind of steak you're ordering. So for instance, if you want a medium steak, you ask your server to define what a medium steak is. They should give you an accurate description of what their kitchen is going to send out to you. So you don't want them to be set up by not knowing what the kitchen was gonna give them in the first place. So the kitchen and the server have to have open communication as to what product they're gonna be giving the guest. So the server needs to give you an accurate description on what that medium that you asked for is. They tell you it's a warm pink center. You know, they know what size the steak is. Is it a a 10 ounce? Is it a 12 ounce? You know, is it a ribeye? Is it a New York strip? Because the different cuts and different types and different qualities of meat may give you a different taste, a different texture. Again, go back and listen to my episode on texture issues. And I will also define a cool trick on one of my posts on how to tell where your steak is at, if you cook it at home, a good trick that I know of, but we'll get into that on social media. Just you wanna be in open communication with that server about what you're gonna be getting before you get it. So that open communication will help alleviate most of the issues that could possibly happen with you getting a steak that's undercooked or overcooked or doesn't quite taste like you expected it to. Now that we have gotten a lot of that out of the way, the science, the temperatures that you need to cook this to, what you expect to see when you get it, let's get into my PSA. Public 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 Service service Announcement. So transitioning right out of that communication with your server. If you don't communicate with your server, and and granted, I'm in the service industry, I get it. The server should openly tell you, even if you don't ask, what it's gonna look like after you order it, okay? It's just, it, it helps clear up so many things that could possibly happen later with getting the wrong temperature, or it's not what you expected to get, People, look, stop attacking your server for messing up, quote unquote, messing up your order or the kitchen, thinking the kitchen messed up your steak if you didn't get a clear understanding of how that steak was going to look before you got it. There are two perspectives on this. Number one, don't tear down the server. Don't tear down the kitchen. Don't tear down the restaurant. For something that you didn't get clearly defined because the server could have told you yes, but could you have asked them? Definitely. And if all you want is the conflict of tearing down the server because you wanted that to be messed up or you came in with the I wish attitude and by the I wish attitude you mean I wish they would mess up my steak don't wish those things get it cleared up beforehand so we all have a smooth experience the kitchen doesn't have to remake it the server doesn't have to lose tip money and you have an enjoyable experience eating your steak so don't tear down the the server don't ask for the manager because they just ruin your night because of a steak that could have been defined by you or them just, just ask the simple questions. You'll kill so much time, so much time if you don't do these things. All right. That was the first perspective of that. Not creating the conflict. And also, don't assume the conflict is coming your way. Don't assume the server and the kitchen staff are going to be the aggressor in this situation. Again, I'm I'm a chef, but I'll go out to eat myself. OK, it's a daily activity that we all have to do. I'll go out to eat. And if I order something and it's not quite what I want. If it's manageable, I'll eat it. But if it's not, I'll send it back. But I've heard so many people who immediately say, oh, I'm not sending it back. They might spit in my food or they might drop it on the floor. Why? 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 Why why would we do that? What what enjoyment am I getting out of that? A little floor seasoning on your steak is not going to help my day. I can't speak for everybody, but I know in the environments I've worked in and myself, I'm not damaging your food or purposely, you know, contaminating it because that can ultimately come back and I'll lose a job. But I have that much foresight to think about that. But again, I'm just defending my profession here. That's all I got. That's all I got. So just that little bit of PSA. Just open the communication lines between you and your server. That's what they are there for. They are your liaison to the kitchen. What's your expectation of what you're getting out of this experience? They're here to facilitate that for you. So let them be your help. Help them help you. Same thing with the kitchen staff. Help me help you. If I know exactly what you want, it's hard for me to mess it up. And it's just like the military. If you tell me what you want and I give you the wrong thing, it's my fault. But if you don't tell me, it's on you. George Bush. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. You can't get fooled again. So I appreciate y'all listening. Next episode, I think we're going to talk about how do you know your vegetables are done? Vegetables. Ah, touchy subject touchy subject follow me on social media yflf podcast that's yflf as in your food looks funny on instagram and twitter you can also check out my fan page on facebook just search your food looks funny and i'll be there um also like subscribe review please i love getting reviews constructive criticism is welcome i know all topics that you guys would like to hear uh i would love to see in order to uh, come up with some new things, and I appreciate it. See you guys on the next one.